we had this crazy conversation last night. There's a lack of human connection or even desire to deeply know someone. That is not any sort of indication of how amazing of a person you are and who you actually are. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, Dasam, why? Why? You know, why are you being like this? Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey guys, it's your host, Dasam and Emma, here with our 16th episode of Before, Before We, we Make, Make It. it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I think one of our stomachs just growls really loud. <laughs> That's weird. We literally just ate. Very we had strange. like grilled cheese, tomato basil soup with turkey. So it's a great combo. Very pussy. Thank you, Dasam. Dasam has become a mama. Hey, <laughs> she's I been like- cooking the most like nice little homemade meals. It's been so nice. We take turns playing Top Chef in our tiny apartment and our tiny kitchen and it's always a fun time yeah and what did i make the other day Ooh, tuna uh pasta oh yeah tuna pasta is her specialty (laughs) it's a difficult meal to make and i know that a lot of people would like praise me for making such a challenging meal so exactly yeah just trying to give my roommate the best but thank you anywho (laughs) welcome back to another episode of before we make it we are just going to get right into it today with our first segment which is truly obsessed the psalm take it away Thank you, Emma. (laughs) We're in a weird mood, honestly. Yeah, it's It's like a weird time. We're usually high on adrenaline from finishing like all of these assignments late at night or something. I have been really into Tate McRae from TikTok, of course. I feel like a lot of people have discovered her through there. Her music video for Bad Ones. I don't know. It's a very Mm -hmm. catchy song. I actually like it a lot. Even though, once again, it doesn't apply to my life. Do you ever just listen to like sad breakup songs or anything like, you know, about bad boys or something? And you're like, I'm actually in a love having healthy relationship like this makes no sense whoa that was a lot um okay so the first part do i listen to side breakup songs yes all the other stuff i'm not in a relationship so i can't can't exactly really but no i totally get the part about sad songs what kind of music is it it's good. Her songs, I will say, like she's younger. I think she's like 16 or something. And so mm-hmm. her music is about more of the high school drama, you know, like the guys that lead you on and don't treat you right. And Ella. it's relatable, but also not personally. But JP Sachs on the flip hand, gotta love how authentic he always is. And I just always come back to his songs. And then Princess Polly has these really cute skirts with these slits on the side. I have brown, black, and white. And the black one, I've literally gotten so many compliments on whenever I wear it. And I just have to say, if you're looking for a cute skirt that actually fits well, like go to Princess Polly. And last but not least, guys, I feel like nail inspo has been something I've been really into, like on Pinterest, TikTok, etc. So I tried out this brown French tip. It's like espresso brown, exquisite. Espresso. And it's literally <laughs> so beautiful. I'm looking at my hands right now and I'm obsessed. So yeah. I like them a lot. Honestly, it's a very bold move because I feel like the black and brown French tip is just I don't know, very edgy. Emo. And they look they look really good on you. I like them a lot. Um, they're really pretty. Thanks. Plus, like the almond shape is nice. I have matcha almond nails, so I'm obsessed with them. And Ooh. I just want to keep getting like fun nails like this. But amazing. So as far as my recent favorites, the first thing is a memoir by Nora Ephron. She was a journalist, author, and screenwriter. She did a lot of the classic rom-coms like When Harry Met Sally and Sleepless in Seattle. But she has this memoir, um, or she wrote this memoir in, I think it was like the early 2000s, called I Feel Bad About about my neck. And so I've just been 
obsessed with it. I've been reading a few chapters of it every night. And they're just little anecdotes about random things that she dealt with as a woman. And so it's really interesting. It's really funny. And I just love her style. So definitely recommend that. That's on point for this episode too. Yes. It's so it talks about like hair problems and how expensive it is to maintain your beauty as a woman. And it's just so relatable. So I love it. Then I've also been loving Coldplay classics. So we went to Austin this weekend and I showed Dasam all of my favorite Coldplay songs. And she was Green Eyes. Green Eyes. It was Sparks, beautiful. Till Kingdom Come. The best songs ever. I love Coldplay. They're my number one favorite band. So I've just been back into listening to their songs. I feel cultured now. Thank you. Anytime I have more songs to show you too. And then the last thing that I've been loving is Brownie Brittle. I know that I've talked about this in other episodes, but Brownie Brittle has just been the go-to snack because, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> DeSam's obsessed with it too. But we got the salted caramel Brownie Brittle and then the chocolate like, chip. Chocolate chip. Yeah, it's so, so good. It makes you feel like a little bit healthier, even though it's definitely not healthy. But yeah, great snack. Been obsessed. Love to hear it. I definitely think snacking has been another favorite of mine. Oh, it's always a favorite of ours. Though. It like, always <laughs> is. It always is. But lately, I've just had like an abundance of sugary, like chocolatey stuff from my birthday. Oh, yeah. And it's so tempting. And I really shouldn't keep it in my bedroom. It's so easy access. <laughs> but guys, reality check. We haven't done this in a while. We want to catch y'all up on what we're doing. We're two months away from graduation. It is half a pending doom and half exciting. Just threshold entry into our adulthood life. So Emma, how you been doing? I'm just going to go like in a little bit of a backwards order because today I picked up my cap and gown and it was really emotional and I got really nostalgic. So I went to campus and I got a smoothie and I looked just looked around at everyone walking on campus for a bit and it was just so nice. And I'm really sad that we're graduating, honestly, but it's still an exciting time. It's just like, oh my gosh, we have so much that we need to do before graduating. So yeah, I've recently just been diving into like post-grad prep, working on a lot of freelance writing. I just started a social media marketing part-time position with a realtor. So that's been pretty cool. But (laughs) thank you. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) I was actually sick all of last week, which was the worst week to get sick. And I don't normally get sick ever. But last week, it just all came crashing down on me. I had a terrible cold, terrible allergies, super fatigued, just like, (gasps) oh, it was disgusting. I felt so bad. I feel Mm -hmm. like it hit you out of nowhere and you were like, we're supposed to have the most fun weekend of our lives this week. (laughs) I know. I was like, for a second there, I didn't think I was going to be able to make it for your birthday. I was like, no, like she's going to hate me forever. (laughs) But luckily it cleared up. I got a Z-Pack, took care of it. I'm sure it was just spring allergies because now I'm feeling a lot better, but just getting sick made me think of all of the unhealthy practices in my life. So the fact that I do not get enough sleep, I do not exercise enough, I don't eat wholesome meals, I eat a lot of chips. And again, like we said, we're always talking about snacks. I over-caffeinate. Edible cookie dough. Edible cookie dough. Like so many bad things. So I just really am trying to focus on getting on a good place with my health. So mental health, physical health, just like overall being a healthier person. Yeah, I just want to like slow down a bit because I feel like for a while we were both going really hard at like different things. And I just kind of want to take a step back and breathe, which is why we're going home for like the rest of the week. Yes, I'm so excited. Exciting stuff, but you know. It was so funny because you know, like Emma went through something (laughs) when after the weekend, she literally is like, dude, I'm rethinking my life. Like I'm rethinking everything. Literally. We had a really deep convo about it and it's really great to open about up about these things with your friends, even Mm -hmm. if you don't think they can relate. So I really encourage y'all to do that. 
But I turned 22 this past week, which was such an incredible experience, mostly because of my amazing friends, family, and boyfriend. On my birthday, I actually got a call from my recruiter for the job I'm accepted for post-grad. And they accepted my request to defer my offer to later in 2021 and early 2022. So basically, I'm taking a semester off and I'm able to finish off like the year travels that got cut short when I was studying abroad. And I'm just so excited, guys, to like find myself once again. (laughs) Experiencing what the world truly has to offer and being more culturally aware, I think that's something really important. And also just doing things because I love them, such as writing, podcasting, YouTube, etc. So, so excited. Yes. And I'm going to yeah. try to visit you if possible. She's going to visit me. Maybe <laughs> if you're listening, we're visiting you in Germany because we know you listen and we love you. Yeah, I'm on my way packing my bags. Um, if anything, I'll just hide into some suitcase and get a little free flight. Please. It was like the perfect day to get that news too because it's like right on your birthday, the morning of like literally just the best day ever. I'm happy for you. It's going to be Thank amazing. You. We had this crazy conversation last night and honestly, it didn't last as long as our normal rambles because we just had so many things to get done, but we were both, and it's funny because I'm like, who else is overthinking after like a really fun weekend? You know what I mean? Like who else is going home and be like, listen, like I just really got to lay all this stuff that's (laughs) been on my heart lately. Like I've really been reflecting. Heart to heart. Like this is always what we do, but you know what? It's fine because I'm sure that at least for some of these points, y'all can relate. At least we hope so. So we create podcasts out of them. So you're welcome. You're welcome for bringing these issues to light. So basically this past weekend, like Sam said, we were with friends in Austin and we got back and we sort of had this conversation about a lot of things that we realized throughout the weekend. Just a disclaimer, we're going to be talking about going out. We're going to be talking about drinking, partying, all of that stuff. And so we just want to provide a little disclaimer for y'all that we do not encourage any unsafe practices. We want to be sensitive to COVID-19 guidelines. And we also do not condone drinking of alcohol before you're 21. Also, we cannot speak for all women throughout all of the things that we're going to be talking about. So yeah, I just wanted to put that out there beforehand. We also want to be considerate about how being a socialite does not necessarily mean you that you go out to all the bars and that you're constantly getting dressed up and drinking, etc. You could have fun in so many other ways. And I really want to express that this topic we're about to discuss is more about materialism, superficiality, and just being a little bit pressured by society, especially when you're young and youthful, to be defined by your appearance or other things that may not be authentic to who you are, period. Mic drop. So, what does going out mean to us? And when did you first start going out as a college student? Because, like, I remember for me, I came into college never wanting to go out. Like, I was so deathly afraid of it. I was very intimidated by the crowds I might encounter. I was afraid of being peer pressured. I was like, honestly, very goody two shoes at that point in my life. What about you? So was I, but I definitely don't think there's anything wrong with being a goody two-shoes. I think it's just that you're inexperienced and you're obviously experiencing freedom for the first time as a college student and that's daunting. It's intimidating. So I went out for the first time, probably to like a tailgate. Yes. For my first a <laughs> football game, which is definitely not the same thing as going downtown or to a bar, but it was that same environment of just having fun and meeting people and maybe a potential guy or oh, something. Yeah. You always have these expectations when you're going out. And I definitely felt pressure to look my best, act my best, and just be this cool, confident girl that I knew I could be, but wasn't naturally. 
Yeah, that's the same thing that like scared me into going out in the first place. I didn't want to have to figure out and go through all of these different realizations of like, who am I? Who am I trying to be? I'm not going to be as good as the girl that's always used to going out. I don't know if I could even talk to guys into buying me drinks, which is typically (laughs) the thing when you go out. It's like, oh, like try to get this guy to buy you drinks or talk to him for a little bit, see if he'll buy the girls some shots, that sort of deal. Like I just couldn't imagine myself in that position because. Number one, I didn't even think about the morality of it at the time, but I just was uncomfortable with it. And number two, I was not confident enough to talk to just anyone out, like even friends, not even just guys, but like people in general. I couldn't even imagine myself just going into a bar and being like super confident in what I was doing. Because honestly, like I think at that point in my life, it scared me. Even growing up, like my parents were very strict. When I did go and do, yeah, like both of us, when I did go and do stuff, I I mean, oftentimes like I would sneak out, I would tell lies about where I was going. Yeah, scandal. I would leave my phone at my friend's house so my parents wouldn't be able to track me when I was at different parties and stuff. But even at those high school parties, which were very, very, very few, because again, I was scared to do anything sort of rebellious, even though I did do rebellious things. <laughs> I remember being at those parties and still feeling a little bit awkward. Like, who do I talk to? I obviously don't really know like my limit when it comes to alcohol, all of that stuff. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what my place is in comparison to the other kids in my grade who were constantly partying and had been doing so since like eighth grade or something. I totally agree. But I will say I've always been extroverted, but I never partied in high school. That was just not the kind of high school that I went to. And if I did, it was obviously just like with very, very close friends, like at a sleepover or something, like nothing crazy. So the college environment was insane. Mm. I definitely think social anxiety is something you have to overcome, especially in large groups of people where music is blaring. And it's almost as if you're not even supposed to have real conversation because you literally can't hear people unless you're screaming if you go to specific bars, etc. Obviously, if you're at a tailgate or something, that's different. A whole other topic. But... What I realized is that girls and guys sometimes segue into these categories, if you can agree with this, Mm -hmm. and girls often try to look their best, whereas guys try to be confident, be the pursuer, and maybe purchase drinks and, you know, be the one like spending the money. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that they're going out of their way to spend the most money, the guys, but in (laughs) general, yeah, they definitely don't. But like in general, I think the idea that these pretty girls are coming up to them and like relying on them for something. And again, like we cannot speak for all people we're just saying like from our personal experience this is what we've seen that guys might get this sort of validation from being the person that the girls go to to buy them their drinks and to talk to them and look like nice arm candy in front of their friends sometimes it's more about how our friends portray us like do our friends if you're a guy think i have game or whatever or do our friends think that we you know dress attractive enough for guys to come up to us it's just such an interesting thing and there's a lack of human connection or even desire to deeply know someone it's more about a transactional exchange almost yeah and honestly this is me being fully transparent here and it's not something that i'm super proud of but in past situations i have been approached by guys that i know i probably wouldn't be interested in outside of the going out environment and i pretend to go on this like casual conversation with them. I allow them to buy me drinks. I'm nice to them for the time being. But then I slowly walk away back to my friends. And <laughs> cordial yeah. disconnection. <laughs> and I feel like we we're just talking about how inhumane. And I feel like this is just one of those things that we as women in particular are always doing. 
but it's not something we really think about. And I kind of just want to dive into that. Just like, what do we even do about this whole situation? Because on one hand, it's like, okay, it's just a random guy. Like they want to buy us drinks. Like who knows what they're expecting from us in return for them, them purchasing us drinks. But on the flip side, like they are actual people. And outside of the bar situation, like would we treat them differently? Most likely, yeah. Because it's not in that scenario where everything is loud, people are all over the place, they can just as easily approach another girl. Yeah, and it's not necessarily a bad thing to just want to be attractive toward other people. I just want to mention, like, we all have this deep desire for significance. So when you crave attention in a social setting, especially one where you're meant to look your best, I don't think that necessarily means that you are immoral or that you are superficial. It's kind of the societal norm when you're going out. It's almost the expectation. Mm -hmm. And yes, like we as women should strive to be more considerate of the guys that are spending their like pocket change on us and be more considerate about actually engaging with them and caring about them and not just using them, like just to point blank. It's a slippery slope to navigate. Yeah. And especially because sometimes, I mean, you don't know what these guys are trying to do. Like you don't know who they are. You don't know where they're coming from. You have to be careful, especially if you're a girl. You do have to be careful. Like you don't know what can happen if they're going to take advantage of you or attempt to take advantage of you put something in your drink like we never know what's going to happen and I think that's what makes it really hard because I've experienced like both sides like I've experienced kind of this gut feeling of knowing when a guy is really genuinely nice and has good intentions at least from what I could tell on the opposite hand someone who is definitely looking for more from you than just you giving him a little bit of conversation and it's honestly scary especially since we're primed to expect something when we receive something be careful about what you're accepting and be careful about how you communicate to people but i do think whenever you are in a social setting it's almost difficult to be non-materialistic and non-superficial because all you see is everyone's physical traits. All you see is the way they carry themselves, their mannerisms. You don't actually know what's beneath the surface. And that's something saddening to me because I would love to know more about like the stories behind these people. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, Dasam, why, why, you know, why are you being like this? Yeah. I think at the end of the day, it comes down to boundaries and it comes down to mutual respect and also just being completely aware and trying your best to always be on guard, but definitely still a kind person, never rude. Like if you can sense that someone is a little bit strange or just like weird to you, like something is off, always have like a friend nearby, like don't go off on your own, like have someone to keep you accountable to just kind of hold on to in case you're in that situation. But I say like overall, try to be like genuine, you know, try to be nice and don't ever think that you know, just because you are in this going out scenario that it gives you the right to be an extremely rude person to another human. Yeah, exactly. Like, because that's how the environment feels sometimes. It's like, just act however you want because it's not going to matter tomorrow. You were drunk last night, you know, so it doesn't matter how you act. And it does. So always be responsible. Yes, always be responsible. (laughs) We're just like giving like random little bits of advice. (laughs) Just mama, uh, Dasam and Emma at you. And on that topic, especially as women, we almost go our entire lives feeling like our worth is in our appearance. And that is exemplified so much when you're going out. And that's why it's a weird combination of like, I'm confident, but it's superficial. And the slightest thing can actually break the wall that I built up, making me feel like this amazing, like attractive person. Completely. 
being roommates, we've definitely seen each other in these positions where we get so frustrated at how we look when we're getting ready. If we're bloated or something is off with our eyebrows or we're breaking out or whatever it is, we will literally let these tiny little things that make up our appearance ruin our entire moods for the night. And it just, it's so silly to me that we let these external things impact us so much, but we do. I honestly just like want everybody to know that like that is not at all any sort of indication of how amazing of a person you are and who you actually are. The other night, you know, I had always gone out in like heels and cute jeans and a nice top, like try to dress up because our friend group, everyone dresses up so cute, always has like the trendiest clothes, the best fashion sense ever. I, on the other hand, don't really buy a lot of clothes. And when I do, I wear it so much that it seems like I wear the same thing over and over. The other night, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to wear tiny shoes. And honestly, I had an amazing time because I was like running all over the place, like jumping up and down, super comfy. I was living my best life. And I just realized that, you know, it wasn't even in that I... I was really looking at myself a lot in the mirror or that I thought I looked great, even though I think I did look pretty good that night. But I was more so just so comfortable and happy in what I was wearing, even if it wasn't the most dressed up thing. And it was the best time ever. And even Tori Sterling in her Manifest podcast, she was talking Mm. about how she has had the best nights of her life when she went out in sweats and no makeup, which is a move because I feel like such a move. we would never do that normally. But I really think we should consider just going out or even just like getting more comfortable in general with yeah. ourselves being dressed to where we're comfortable and where we feel beautiful. And, you know, that could be like being all glammed up as well. But it could also mean not having to put as much effort into how you look because when you are trying to look your absolute best and so 110% perfect, it's almost like you're striving for something that's not really possible. Yeah. And it, it leads to a lot more comparison to other people. Yes, I think about that scene in Mean Girls when they're picking at themselves in the mm. mirror. And for some reason, when you're going out, it's so easy to pick at the smallest things. Like for instance, things that could really ruin your night when you have a breakout, when your makeup doesn't apply right, when something's <laughs> wrong with your outfit, or when you just don't think you look as good as the people that you're also going mm-hmm. out with. Or if an unflattering picture is taken of you, that is like the number one confidence killer for <sighs> me. It is like worst. an instant shutdown. Yes, And we have to remind ourselves that we are not objects. We are not not like trophies that are just meant to look pretty and sit pretty. Obviously, the main thing I personally find attractive is personality, confidence, energy, like positivity, like someone that actually cares about you. Like obviously physical attractiveness is like the number one thing to look for when you're approaching someone, but I don't think it's the end all be all and we shouldn't treat it that way, especially when we're going out to represent a version of of ourselves that's meant to be like somewhat true or somewhat like the best. So if you don't feel like a million bucks, we've all been there. Everyone has felt that way before. And you don't necessarily have to put on a front or a facade by going out. I always feel like I'm catfishing because <laughs> if I meet someone out and then I meet them like in a normal setting, a classroom setting, or even like just a casual coffee date or something, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm literally a different person. But I don't want to feel like that anymore. Why can't we just be authentic 24-7? Yes, that brings me to a really, really good point from our conversation last night, which was that I was telling Dasan that I felt like I had been putting out different versions of myself for like different situations and different people. So if any of y'all have ever felt this way, this is for you because it's such a strange thing to finally realize that you, you put out these different 
facades in front of different people that you meet throughout your life. So when you're in a bar setting and you meet this strange guy that you know you're probably never going to see, it's almost like you, okay. (laughs) Never going to see him. (laughs) You probably won't see him. But don't be rude to people because you might run into them. Exactly, which I think has definitely happened. No, it's definitely happened before, for sure. No, I think that like, it's just interesting because when you don't feel grounded in who you actually are, just like as a person in general at the root at your core, it makes it easier for you to decide who you want to be on different nights. So like, for example, you're one person at school and then you're one person at this bar on a certain night and then you're another person with this other crowd at a pool party. And it just depends on like the vibe of the situation. You put out these different versions of yourself and it's honestly, number one, extremely exhausting. Number two, extremely inconsistent because no one ever knows who you actually are. Like, and then you lose your sense of self too. Exactly. You lose your whole sense of self. And I hope this is making sense, but it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you really do need to figure out who you are and be that stable person throughout any situation you're in. And like, obviously you will act a little bit different depending on like when you're first meeting someone, obviously you're a little bit more reserved normally. Maybe you don't give your full personality to that person right away. But I think it's just very important to check in with yourself and think about like who you actually are at your root and like don't go into these situations trying to find yourself by pretending to be someone you're not yes especially in college it's so easy to try to become someone that's the most likable the Mm -hmm. most social the most cool because you obviously want to be the fun one you want to be the life of the party especially for me i feel like i would find fulfillment or try to fill like holes, etc. in the wrong places. Like this is such a big topic, especially when I was more of an underclassman and I was looking for a friend group or a guy or whatever. Like I always went out looking for superficial attention, one, to someone that would fall in, in love or whatever with the person that I was definitely not, that I was just trying to be, which is also like not great because as soon as they find out that this isn't you, like they're going to feel so jaded, duped. Yeah. They're going to feel duped. It's going to be weird. So honestly, the people that I've really built long-term relationships with guys, girls, both, et cetera, throughout college have been the ones that I've been authentic with from the beginning. And obviously when you go out, we could hype each other up and it could be a fun time, but don't put all of your effort into being this glamorous individual just so that people, society, and maybe even your college community can accept you. And also when you're going out, I think most likely you have had some sort of alcohol, especially in college, you're under the influence of something. And I feel like it obviously gives you that little bit of courage, but sometimes it is completely false courage and you wouldn't actually do that in real life when you're completely sober. So again, back to like just making sure that you know who you are and making sure that you're not giving off this false sense of self to other people because you're under the influence, you know, like let's say you meet someone when you're out one night and you're really being the life of the party. But in actuality, you're normally a little bit more reserved, a little bit more calm. And then what's going to happen then? You know what I mean? So obviously you can't necessarily control when you get to that level. It's just really vital that like we go into those settings knowing who we are and going on with like the fact that we both searched for things in the wrong places, the things that we really, really wanted. I also did something very similar to you in the sense that anytime I would go out and honestly, even until very, very recently, I would go out with the intention of and the hope of meeting someone (laughs) always like literally like, is this the night I'm going to meet him? Like what's going to happen when we get to this place? Like, is this it? And it never happened. 
Yeah. Literally me. And that actually reminds me of something someone said recently where he was like, people focus so much on how they're being perceived that they don't even think about the impact they're having on other people. So it's always like, what does this guy think of me? What does that guy think of me? What do my friends think of me, etc. And you're constantly thinking about what other people think of you. And it's like, no, if you actually want to leave an impact on someone that could be like your significant other in the future, like make it authentic, make it real. Yeah. And some people do meet their significant others when they're out in those settings. Wow. But <laughs> the minority. I, I do not know that it will happen for me personally, but I do know that every time I went out with that hope, I was always let down and I always came back home really sad and really let down. And it's just like, there could have been so many amazing nights that ended well if I didn't have this insane expectation going out in the first place. Because I think both of us have definitely done this for a lot of nights in our college careers where we get dressed up and we put on our makeup and we imagine ourselves as this girl that we actually want to be, but are not fully at that moment. And, you know, it sounds so dramatic, but like look in the mirror and you see like, wow, this is the person I want to be. Like, this is the dream, Emma, like the, you know, adult I always thought I would be. Go out, try to be your most confident self. Um, Expect that that will get you all of your heart's desires. And then when it doesn't, you just feel let down. And I think like the fact that we even have like the friend group that we do and have the opportunity to like go and make these memories together should be enough for us rather than like holding ourselves to these expectations of meeting the love of our lives on, you know, one random night. And it's wild because sometimes you come back from a night out and you're even more insecure. You're even lower in your self-esteem or self-worth. And then you're questioning like, what's wrong with me? Why didn't I meet anyone, et cetera? But think about it. Like bars are kind of set up for failure because how are you going to meet someone in this huge setting where music is blaring and it's just impossible? One, if you have high expectations, you're going to be let down, like Emma said. But two, you need to love yourself before you could give yourself to anyone else. And the more and more you go out looking to fill that like lack of self-love with superficial things or attention, etc., then the more exposed you are going to be to how truly vulnerable and low self-esteem your current state may be, unfortunately, in the inside, even though the outside reflects differently. Yeah. I think in the college space, it's really easy to seek out those things like a relationship or someone to talk to or someone to tell our friends about because it almost cures us of this boredom and it gives us something to get excited about, like to send texts about to our friends in the group chat. Be like, hey guys, I met this cutie, like whatever. And it's so funny because I think sometimes it's like you don't even fully like the person, but the idea that you could and that they find you attractive is just enough to be exciting and to meet that standard to where you'd want to tell your friends about it and maybe talk to that person for a little bit. And I think, again, like we just need to make sure that we're aware of like, why are we seeking out this thing? Are we actually intentional about seeking something with someone? Do we really want this? And are we going to feel better after this? Because obviously like, in that setting where number one, you might be a little bit under the influence. And number two, even if you're not, I think just being in the setting itself causes you to sort of think differently than you normally would. Really just try and remember situations where maybe you did make a mistake and like you didn't feel great about yourself after because your action really wasn't indicative of who you genuinely are in the real world. Think about how you might feel after. And of course, like, you know, have fun and do your thing. And 
do things that you feel good about and write about and, you know, stay safe above all. But if you know that like what you might be getting yourself into isn't who you are truly, then step back. Yeah. Step back for a second and like reflecting. Yeah. Think about how you might feel the next morning because that always put things into perspective for me. And quick disclaimer, you do not have to have alcohol to have fun. Oh yeah. You do not have to drink when you go out. Like you could be the most social extroverted person ever and not have ever ever sipped alcohol ever like in that night whatever so that's definitely not a huge part or necessity at least for me and I think you could agree Mm -hmm. but sometimes I guess like if you're using it as an unhealthy way to lose yourself and to become someone that is more carefree and maybe like willing to make bad decisions then I would definitely check yourself before you wreck yourself (laughs) and have good friends that are like hey Dasam, hey, Emma, this isn't you. Like, I feel like you're not doing this for the right reasons. And that's a huge part of being authentic, your actions as well. 100%. So last thing that I want to talk about, and I want us to sort of just be very honest about is like this whole idea of getting approval from our friends through compliments of our outfits, compliments on how we're looking that night, and also getting attention from potential suitors. In our case, a lot of guys, we want their attention through their stares, through asking for our number, through buying us drinks, (laughs) through just giving us attention in general. And And how that sort of makes us feel when we don't get that approval. Because at least for me personally, like there have been nights where I get a ton of attention and I feel on fire and it gives me this false validation that like, yes, I really am a pretty person. I really am someone that guys want to talk to and I'm that girl. But then other nights that I don't get that attention and that everybody else around me is, I feel completely worthless, which is honestly so dumb to me. Mm. Like even saying it out loud now, because it's like, These are just random people in a bar. And again, I probably won't see them like on the off chance that I do then like, okay, great. But like, I most likely will not see all of these people again. And it's just funny to me that we do place a lot of our worth into these situations where people are giving us these endless compliments and this false sense of attention. Yeah. And I just really, really want to emphasize guys, like this whole topic about materialism and superficiality, it's because everyone experiences it. Mm -hmm. Like you are not alone. If you crave attention, if you want to be told you're pretty, like that does not make you this shallow person because that's something I've struggled with for a long time. And it's more so about bringing the conversation to light that it's okay that this is our societal norm, but don't give into it to the point where you're consumed. Absolutely. And your worth is in entirely invested into things that are fleeting beauty is fleeting attraction is fleeting compliments are fleeting status is also fleeting like this topic is really just about delving into the more meaningful things in life and making sure that when you're going out you're there to make memories you're there to have fun you're there to enjoy the moment and be present and enjoy the relationships the human connections that are in front of you rather than focus on things that are superficial in nature And so for our last segment, we are going to get into some endearing awkwardness stories, particularly about going out, which I'm personally really excited about because I feel like we could have so many, oh my gosh, we could do a whole episode on different stories, but we're going to keep it to two just for time's sake. And just you can honestly go first. Okay, guys. One time I was at a social. This is so funny. I tell this story to Uber drivers all the time randomly, like on our way to go out and they're always laughing their heads off. But basically there's this guy, he basically was 
very under the influence. I was saying all these random pickup lines to girls, like including my friends, for example. So one, he was like, are you good at math to my friend? And she was like, yeah. And he was like, okay, I'm going to say my number. Just memorize it really fast. And she's like, no, <laughs> like stupid stuff like that. But I started talking to him and it's so funny because the whole like theme of the night is like ugly Christmas sweater themed. So I'm wearing this like big poofy Christmas sweater with reindeer ears, super like festive and everything. And he just like starts saying random things. He's like, oh, you're so pretty. Like your eyes are gorgeous, you know, like overflowing with the compliments like guys do when they're trying to really shoot their shot. And then he goes, oh my gosh, you're a 10 buck deer. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you're a 10 buck deer, like your reindeer ears. And then he literally goes, if I saw you in the woods, I would literally shoot you down and mount you on my wall as if it's a what? compliment. I literally as if it's a compliment. And he's laughing and he's like looking at me like as if he just made this sexy comment. And I'm literally like dying. I'm like, oh my God, this guy thinks he's funny. I was like mortified, but also like so embarrassed for him because he generally thought it was funny. And then later he's like, what's your name? And I'm like, Dasam. And he's like, oh my God, that sounds like Dasani, like the water. It's my favorite water. And I'm like, dude, you are not saving yourself right now. And then he literally goes, just kidding. It's not my favorite water. I actually feed it to my dogs. And it's just like the wildest. And he's like laughing. And I'm just like, ha ha ha. It's not really funny, but okay. And that was hilarious. Who is this? Do you follow him on Instagram? No, I've never met this guy ever again. It was just a one-time instance, but I will always remember. <laughs> I will always remember funny, him. Not funny jokes. So thank you. Okay. <laughs> he lives in our memories. Um, we hold him dearly to this day. Still exactly. talking about him, even on the podcast, like years <laughs> later. <laughs> That's super funny. I wish I would have witnessed that. But okay. So for my story, this was a couple years ago. So essentially, we were out for a little night out and we were at this bar. It was already pretty late at night and we run into this group of guys where like some of them look familiar. I was like, wait, I feel like I've seen pictures of these guys and I realized that I've seen pictures of them on my crush's Instagram, my crush at the time. <gasps> they were in the same men's org and so I was like, um, okay, so then is he here? Like what, you know, I got so excited. Anyway, my crush wasn't there but one of the guys came up to me and we started talking and he mentioned right away that he was in this men's org as mm -hmm. guys do and <laughs> and so anyway he gets my phone at one point and he opens Instagram I had previously that day searched up my crush on Instagram to probably like show my friends or something and so he was on my recently searched and so this guy like pulls up the search bar in order to follow himself on my Instagram and the first name he sees is my crush's name who <gasps> he's very close friends with and it was super super embarrassing because I was just like okay did he like see that like I don't know if he noticed i don't know if he acted like he didn't see but it only happened i don't know if he told him but it was very embarrassing and i was just like oh my gosh literally of course and at that time i was already mortified because it was a situation where i did shoot my shot but my crush was graduating so obviously he couldn't he couldn't uh, commit himself to me but a bird flying out of his nest <laughs> he was flying out of the nest and that's the only reason why he turned me down but anyway yeah, i mean if you turn down emma like you are blind or oh my gosh there's something going on mentally incapitated <laughs> <laughs> decapitated anyway that wraps up our episode for today it was very very interesting and again it was really great to talk about this and i appreciate just like you being very honest about things i'm happy Same. that we got to talk about this so please send us your thoughts on this anything that you think that we could have talked about that you want to bring up please feel free to message us about it
Yeah, we would love to hear your thoughts and literally message us right after you listen to this if you want to be in the Facebook group and we'll add you immediately. But as always, we have episodes every Thursday, everywhere you listen to podcasts and Instagram at Before We Make It is our handle. So please follow us on there and we'll talk to y'all on there. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs) Bye.